0: 954 589 2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine accident attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident any personal injury slip and fall motorcycle car accident bike Jar and levine accident attorneys 800-747-3 that's 800-747-3733 title sponsors from day number one no before day number one of Zazlo show 2.0 my guys mark anajar glenn levine ellie anajar they believe in me It is a Friday, the 20th of January. Good to have you all aboard. Of course, Zaslow Show 2.0, a Blue Wire podcast. We're getting the weekend started. We complete our first full week on Blue Wire. Second week total, if you want to do it like that. Love being on board with those guys. However, you're listening to Zaslow Show 2.0 via Blue Wire. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment. You do all that good stuff for the algorithm. You know, that gets me all the monies, and then we could keep this thing going. Appreciate everyone, of course. And our title sponsor, Anajar and Levine. Accident attorneys, if you're involved in an accident, whatever it is, car accident, motorcycle, boating, slip and fall. 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. You make sure you give my guys a call. None of this is possible. Seriously, none of this is possible and the direction we're going in, if not for Anajar and Levine accident attorneys. I love those guys. All right, we got a lot going on here today. We're going to talk to the, the great Dallas Mavericks radio play-by-play voice. Chuck Cooperstein is going to join us coming up. He's a Florida Gator. But nonetheless, we've been having Cooperstein on the show for years. He's one of the best local guys out there. So we're going to get Chuck on the show here. You got the heat in the Mavericks tonight. So we're going to get to him coming up in a few minutes. We're going to talk to my pal, former WWE, WWF broadcaster, ESPN Sports Center anchor, and now with the early edge CBS Sports, the coach, Jonathan Coachman, is going to join us on the program. Haven't spoken to him in a little while. Love that guy. He's very good to Zaslow's show. So he'll make his debut on Zaslow's show 2.0 coming up. We'll talk to him about the NFL divisional games. We got to get the betting lines. We spoke to our pal Nick Costos a couple of days ago. We'll get coach's opinion on how to make that money this weekend. So we'll get coach aboard. And look, we're uh, eight days away from Royal Rumble. We got to get his thoughts on Royal Rumble. He's been—I'm pretty sure—he's been in the Royal Rumble. All right. So we'll get coach on this show. Always love talking to him. The Heat—they're in action tonight. That's why we're having Cooper scene on the show. We'll get to that coming up. You know we got big game or not a big game. You all are wondering, hey, Zazzo it's Friday. I, I got to know what's going on. All right, we'll get to that coming up. But first, the Panthers last night took that Canadian ass. Panthers win 6-2. They put up a five spot in the second period. The Panthers get goals from Reinhardt, Bennett. Uh, how about Giovanni Smith? He was so fired up. He gets his first goal as a Panther. A pair of goals from Matthew Kachuk. I love that. That's my dog right there. And Ryan Lomberg. Now, the Canadians, understandably, they they were frustrated. I thought they were taking some cheap shots. We all know that it was Mike Matheson, former Panther. I mean, what a piece of shit. That was, that was a very dirty hit on Eric Stahl, who did not return to the game. I would expect no penalty was called. I mean, <coughs> excuse me. That's interference, clear as day. Very dirty hit, and I would expect to suspend Mike Matheson. What a piece of shit. Uh, I, was, I was not happy about that, so I hope Eric Stahl's okay. He's been playing very good hockey on that fourth line for the Panthers. So, the the Canadiens, look, they've been outscored by the Panthers the last two games, and it's been over a span of like two or three weeks. The Panthers have beat them by a total score of 13-4. 7-2 last game, 6-2 this one. And Matthew Kachuk with four goals in that span. I thought the Canadiens were taking cheap, cheap shots. They were resorting to thuggery, all right? I would expect Matheson to be suspended. Like I said, he's a piece of shit. And, and the Panthers, they're, th- this is officially their best stretch of the season. 6-2-1 and in their last nine games. They're playing very good hockey right now. And as far as the standings go, they find themselves two points back. Now, we're talking to our friend Jessica Blaylock yesterday. You go back just a couple weeks ago, before this stretch, Panthers like eight or nine points back of that second wild card spot. They're two points back of Pittsburgh. Now, it is important to point out, Penguins have three games in hand. So potentially they could actually be eight points back. But nonetheless, the, 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 the reality is they are two points back of the number two wildcard spot, and they're playing very good hockey right now. So excellent job by the Panthers, taking advantage of a shit team in Montreal and getting the win. So now they're 22, 20 and 5, two points back of that second wild card spot. And how about this? You had a bunch of fights in the game last night. And here's the cool thing about the fights. The guys who fought, so Eric Stahl that cheap shot by Matheson, and then Kachuk, he was looking. you love this about Kachuk. He's a great scorer. But he could also be a tough guy if he needs to be. Now, you know the way he scores most of his goals. He's tough. He plays that great style. He's always in front of the net, very physical. But he was waiting for the opportunity to go after Matheson, and he pummeled him. So he fought Matheson because of what Matheson did to Stahl. Kachuk got into a fight. Lombard got into a fight throwing haymakers. Giovanni Smith got into a fight. Three fights in the game. That's a lot. And how about this? All three guys for the Panthers who fought, they all had a goal last night. Kachuk with two goals, Smith with his first goal as a Panther, Lomberg with a goal. That's pretty cool. All those guys getting into fights also had a goal. And I'm pretty sure, I mean, Kachuk must have had the Gordie Howe hat-trick, right? I mean, Matthew Kachuk, he had the goal, he had the fight. Did he also have an assist? Because a goal, an assist, and a fight, that's the Gordie Howe hat-trick. No, he did How did he not have an assist? All right, so Matthew Kachuk did not have the Gordie Howe hat trick. Wow. All right. Now, we all know the Udonis Haslam hat trick in the NBA is you get a basket, you take a charge, and you get into a fight. Remember, he did that a couple years ago, in the game that he got thrown out immediately with Dwight Howard. He had a basket, took a charge, got into a fight, got ejected. That's the Udonis Haslam hat trick. The Gordie Howe hat trick, goal assist and a fight wow I thought Kuchuk may have had the Gordie Howe hat trick last night he did not very disappointing start to the weekend anyway so happy about the Panthers last night and how about this you gotta mention you gotta mention Sergei Bobrovsky getting hurt two minutes in he so Alex Lyon because Spencer Knight's been out for a little while now he's hurt Alex Lyon had been signed as the third goal goaltender he's got some NHL experience He enters the game two minutes in, two minutes one second in. Bobrovsky. It looked like he kind of got his skate maybe stuck in the you know up against the the pipe, and on a shot that hit the post very early in the game. He has to leave the game. Alex Lyon comes in, is immediately tested, immediately makes two huge saves. He was very good last night. I would expect he's going to start tomorrow against Minnesota. We'll get to that in big game or not a big game. Don't you worry your pillow face. But excellent job by him. I would assume that the Bobrovsky situation is not dire because he was listed as questionable to return. Okay. You're not going to bring him back in at this point. Lions doing fine. Panthers jumped out to a 5-0 lead, you know, in the second period, after two periods. So you're hoping that Bobrovsky, it's not serious, but I was really pleased with the Panthers last night. We'll see what happens moving forward because – they have a really difficult week. they we got Minnesota tomorrow, but then coming up at the start of next week, Monday, Tuesday, at New York Rangers, at Pittsburgh. Biggest stretch of the season. Super pivotal stretch of the season. So we'll see about that. All right, we'll get to the Heat coming up. We're going to get Chuck Cooperstein on the show, and we'll do all the Heat basketball. We'll do some NBA with him as well. The Heat are playing very – look, as far as the Heat go, if it, it, they're playing their best basketball of the year. And if they have turned the corner, you go into Dallas and you win this game tonight. Doesn't take away from the way the Heat's been playing recently, you know, save for the Atlanta game. But you go into Dallas, they've been struggling a little bit of late. And, and you, you win a big road game to close out this trip. And then you got New Orleans on Sunday at home. You got an opportunity to go a little bit streaking, okay? There you have it. Now, tonight, I'm very excited tonight. Shout out to my guys at Dania Improv. They always take care of me. Going to the Dania Improv tonight to see my favorite, Brian Callen, fighter and the kid. He's going to be at the Improv tonight. I'm super pumped about that. We're going with, we're going for my birthday. We're celebrating. I'm 42 years old a couple days ago. Appreciate all the happy birthday wishes. I love you guys a long time. And really excited about going to the Improv tonight. Brian Callen, that is my guy. I've seen him, I think, maybe three times. Most recent time, I think he was here about six, eight months ago. Something like that. So, really excited to see Brian Cowan again tonight at the Dana Improv. And this is fun because the friends that we're going with, they've never seen him. So, I love that. Like, that's one of those deals. Hey, you're going to love this guy. All right. So, I hope they enjoy it because if they enjoy it, then I'm going to enjoy it even more. And and away we go. So, there you have it. So, tonight, really excited to go to the Improv to see Brian Cowan. We're going to start like a birthday weekend kind of deal this evening. Now, I'm also, I got to tell you guys, this Sunday... All right, you're looking for somewhere to go watch the NFL Divisional Round Games. I'm going to be at Briny Irish Pub. This Sunday afternoon, the world's greatest upscale dive bar. You got live music every day. You know, during weekdays, including today, Monday through Friday, got the Briny Hour. It's happy hour, 4 to 7 p.m. every night. But this Sunday, for the Divisional Games, I'm going to be at the Briny. So come hang out. Pompano Beach, Atlantic Boulevard, all the way to the ocean. Don't park in the ocean. Park right behind the Briny, okay? Free parking there. You park in the lot, and the Briny is going to validate your tag. You will not have to pay. So come hang out this Sunday, Briny Irish Pub, Pompano Beach. You got great food up. Uh you know, Irish food. I love shepherd's pie. Oh my God. Have that shepherd's pie ready for me when I walk in on Sunday afternoon. Come on now. So, we're going to watch the divisional games on Sunday and we're going to have cold beers. You got craft beers on draft. So, come hang out with your boy, two time championship broadcaster in Pompano. Briny Irish Pub, Pompano Beach, Atlantic Boulevard, all the way to the ocean. Briny is right there on your right hand side. I'll see you guys there on Sunday. so, you know, we love the way the Heat are playing right now. It really feels like for the first time this season, the Heat are trending in the right direction. Four games over, 500. Finally into that top six in the Eastern Conference. They are in Dallas to finish off this road trip, taking off the Mavericks and joining us here, the outstanding play-by-play man for the Dallas Mavericks, Chuck Cooperstein here with us. Also, we like that he's a Florida Gator, although I'm sure you are not very pleased about the state of, of Florida athletics. Would I be right about that, Chuck? A little bit down about that?
1: Uh, it's struggle right now. Uh, you know, football is, uh, kind of in the, uh, Galen Hall period and the, uh, the basketball team. It's, uh, it's pre bill It's uh, pre Billy Donovan pre Lon Kruger, oh. and, uh, sort of like at the end of the Norm Sloan era, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, the Mavericks, uh, y- look, I-, I look at this Western conference, Chuck. I love the, we, you know, we don't get seen as much here. I love this Western conference, the top six in the West. Denver, Memphis, Sacramento, New Orleans, Dallas, Utah. The Western Conference is so much fun this year.
1: Well, yeah, it's fun if you just like the fact that you don't know from night to night what's going to happen. Now, are the quality of the teams what you'd like them to be? Probably not. Maybe except for Denver and Memphis, the way that they've kind of separated themselves from the pack. Uh, but it but it is a, a night to, you know, if, uh, Jeff Van Gundy always says, uh, you know, it's a make or miss league. Uh, it's a night-to-night league in the Western Conference because you really don't know what you're getting. You know, the Mavericks began uh, – well, well, actually ended uh, December and went into early January. They didn't have a very strong schedule, and they took advantage of it. They won seven in a row. They hadn't won more than six in a row since the championship season in 2011. And then the schedule picked up, and uh, they started getting guys hurt, and it uh, it went kind of downhill from there, and uh, it's really hit its nadir here on uh, – uh, the last game against Atlanta on Wednesday night, you know, you give up 130 points in three consecutive games, and the franchise has never done that before. And The uh, the defensive rating in their six losses in the month of January is 131.6. So that's just not sustainable. Um, they know what they have to do. The question is, are they able to do it?
0: Uh, Luca is obviously amazing. We've talked about it before. I think I told you a couple years ago. I- you know, if I had to start a team, it's it's Luka Doncic. I mean, maybe you take Giannis, but for me, if you got to start a team, I go Luka Doncic. He's still so young. Does he have another level? Like, is he going to continue to get better?
1: I think so. Uh, you know, he he's made a, a big jump this year as far as his mid-range game is concerned. Uh, his turnover ratio is way down. Uh, even if, uh, or his turnover percentage is way down, his assist to turnover ratio is way up. Um, You know, he'll never be Chris Paul in that regard, like four to one or anything like that. But uh, before the seven turnovers against Atlanta, he was uh, at about two point four to one. And that makes the Maverick offense really, really good. And the Maverick's offense has been really, really good. Uh, But, you know, the defense is just completely taken away from that. But he can be a better three point shooter, a more consistent three point shooter. He's streaky. So I think he's really, really good in the mid-range and at the basket. But uh, as a three-point shooter, uh, you know, right now, what, uh, his last uh, six games, he's shooting 25% from three uh, that he's played. Uh, His free throw shooting is very streaky. You know, two games prior to the Atlanta game, he was four for 13 from the foul line. And then he goes 10 of 12 the other night against Atlanta. Uh, You know, so it's the consistency in those areas that he can improve on. But as far as his knowledge of the game is concerned, uh, I think he has the cheat code already. He has seen everything that any team can throw at him. Uh, He knows how to respond to it. And, uh, you know, hopefully his teammates then are able to play off of him and be able to take advantage of that. And for the most part, again, Jonathan, they have on the offensive end. Offense is not a problem with this team. Defense absolutely is the issue.
0: Is it tough to play with him and meaning – you know, would it be hard if he has another alpha who's playing next to him? Or is it best case where, look, he's the alpha and he's got a bunch of guys who do their job around him?
1: Well, since we've not had that player, I can't answer that question, can I? (laughs) But I I have to believe that, great players want to play with great players and great players will always adjust to other great players. And so uh, if you're asking, uh, should the Mavericks go get a second great player to play alongside Luca? They absolutely should. Let's try that. that, Let's try that. Let's see how that works.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What have you seen of the heat so far this season? They, you know, it's been a really tough, like first, third plus of the season for us. We're finally now starting to look like the Miami Heat.
1: Yeah, this has uh, obviously been a very good stretch here. You know, four out of five and nine of the last 13. And, and the losses are all close losses. Although the, I guess the Atlanta game the other day was a bit misleading because they didn't make the run back, but they fell way behind in that game. The thing I always think about Miami is they're the hardest playing team in the league. Uh, they will never be outcoached because Eric always seems to have everything lined up. Uh, you know, their talent level is not great in my opinion. I mean, Butler's terrific. At a bio, look, when you're one of, what, five guys in the league that's averaging 20 and 10, uh, even in, in an inflated NBA, that's really hard to do, and it says a lot about him. But a lot of the role players, uh, you know, I they they blow kind of hot and cold too. Mm-hmm. They just happen to be, like, a guy like, you know, Hero, um, I guess so right before he got injured, I mean, he's he was on a really good run, and uh, you know, uh, Max Struess is, is a streaky shooter, reminds me a lot of Hardaway in that regard. You know, it's like it always looks good leaving his hand, doesn't always go in, but it, but it, but it looks mm-hmm. good that way. But you always know with Miami, even with their issues on offense, and they've had them for a lot of the year, they're always going to guard. They will always guard people. They will always be physical. Those are the types of teams the Mavericks have really struggled against, and and the guys that really Luca has struggled against the most. Now, uh, I'm sure you're aware of this, but uh, Luca scores fewer points on average against the Heat than he does against any other team in the league. Oh, really? Yes, and uh, and he has his second worst field goal percentage against the Heat, uh, a one one hundredth of percentage point uh, behind Philadelphia, thirty seven point <laughs> six percent. So they've done a good job with him. I mean, they've always made him work. You know, they were among the first to really try to blitz him hard on, on every possession and make him give up the ball. And, you know, he's done a good job of being more patient in that regard. But uh, again, like when he tries to take the ball in the lane, normally he can overpower people. Um, he he's not been able to do that against Miami, you know, whether that's because PJ Tucker's there or, who, you know, whoever else is playing that, that power forward spot, who's trying to guard him. Uh, they, they're, they're usually able to do a fairly decent job in, uh, in taking away what he really likes to do. You know, I wonder, you know, again, just, is Caleb Martin guarding Luca tomorrow night? And if he is, and they're not going to trap a lot, I, I don't think he has the size to be able to keep Luka from doing what he wants to do. So I I expect some exotic stuff from Miami again. And I think the Mavericks will just have to uh, be able to, you know, do their best to try to account for that.
0: You know, you mentioned how, uh, you know, a player who averages 20 and 10, a guy like Bam and, you know, overinflated stats in the league this year. I mean, every night, Nikola Djokic, not to take anything away from him, but it's a triple-double every single night, you know, and there there are 50-point games all over the place every other night. What do you make of of the game today. I know, for instance, the last time we spoke, uh, I think it was right before the NBA instituted the take foul rule. And you had actually mentioned how they need to do something about it. Like stuff like that, adding the take foul rule. Do you think that that's been a success so far Is a weird scenario with the Laker game last night?
1: Well, um, you know, I, I didn't see the end of the Laker game last night, but I do. I, I love the take foul rule and it absolutely has had the intended effect. Fast break points are up. And as a result, scoring is up because the game is going up and down the floor a little bit more so uh i i think that's uh that w- that was a very good addition there are a lot of other things in my mind that they could do as well you know basically uh borrow a lot from fiba uh, that i think would improve their game quite a bit but overall uh, i think the game's a little too offensive oriented right now uh I, I you know i i like to strike a balance. I don't think we need to see what we saw with the heat and the Knicks in the early nineties when right. it was uh, prison rules out there. I don't think we need to see that, but uh, you know, I, I really games that are, you know, 104 to 100, there's I like nothing, that. you know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there, yeah. There's gotta be a balance. I think that's struck and, you know, you're having a hard time too, because of the way the officials are asked to uh, work the games, you know, you're not allowed. You're basically not allowed to touch them. You can't, you can't touch players, uh, when they are uh, outside the foul line, and then if they drive to the basket and somebody makes a play, you know, trying to block a shot, and on the follow through they hit the guy above the shoulders, you know, that's now an automatic flagrant foul, and so it's two shots in the ball, and it's like so all those little things always wind up adding to scoring. Not to mention the fact that the the fact that teams are shooting free throws better than they've ever shot them before, uh, ever. I mean, they're shooting well over seventy eight percent. And so you start looking at that, and say, wow! I mean, this every night. It, you know, it used to be that you could score if you scored hundred ten. You know, on a regular basis, you were in Big pretty night. good shape. Well, now you better score somewhere about one hundred seventeen points if yeah. you really want to think about winning every night, and then try to find a way to hold teams down. You no, know, what defensive ratings used to be like? If you were at one oh, like at one oh five, man, you were a defensive juggernaut well now it's basically what I think the league lead Memphis has the uh the best defensive rating now at 110 and I think the heater the heater fifth at 111 a little over 111. I mean it's, it's a different world out there Jonathan it really is and it it does point to you know when you're putting your teams together you, you really need those those three and D guys guys who can shoot the heck out of it and then guys you can defend on the perimeter
0: you know, I Stan Van Gundy yesterday uh, was on Twitter and made the same point that he made on my show last week, actually, and I thought it was really interesting where I asked him about the load management, the players sitting out, and he, he went almost the opposite, and he said it in his tweets yesterday, where the players, they're, they're resting too much, and the rest might be enhancing injuries guys aren't practicing as much as they used to they're not practicing as hard as they used to there's too much rest and it doesn't seem to be preventing these knick-knack hamstring calf strains those types groin these types of injuries there's something about the rest they're not playing enough and it's and, and it's just a theory but I think maybe there's something there what, what do you make of the players the resting and they're not playing 82 games
1: well I, I saw Stan's tweet and the and then the follow up and then the the comments uh, behind it, which are always even more entertaining than the original tweets. But uh, I think there's something to it. But again, you know, we're of a different age too. You know, I think you and I and and Stan, you know, we're all of a certain age where we saw guys play, mm-hmm. and the the game certainly is different in the sense that. Uh, there's more speed in the game than ever before, and there's probably more quick twitch than than has ever been before. But you can't tell me that Michael Jordan, if he was playing today, w- would be sitting out 15 games a year. You see, I, I will say it's one of the things about Jimmy Butler. Uh, Jimmy, I love Jimmy Butler. Everybody should love Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler doesn't play enough. He doesn't play nearly enough and Mm -hmm. how important he is to the heat, but he's already missed 14 games this year. He's missed, uh, you know, he's not played 60 games in any of the last three years. And granted a couple of years were shortened by, by the pandemic, but as good as he is, if he's out there, Miami's chances to win increase exponentially because of everything that he does. So I I don't get it. Um, You know, some will say, well, you've got to protect these guys because they've already played so much even before they get to the NBA because of all the AAU stuff. And and, but okay, so then you get to college and college, they're they're limited in practice time and they only play twice a week for the most part. Right. Or maybe sometimes early in the year, you might play three times a week. Um, It's it's a bad look. I mean, I understand, uh, you know, players trying to extend their careers, the money that's in play, uh, you know, you, that you can play into your mid to late thirties now, and you know, the the salary cap is only going up, and there's more money than ever before that's available and is going to be available when the new CBA comes into existence. But at the same time, you know, especially for the interconference games, uh, the interconference games, you know, when my, when Dallas comes to Miami. Uh, you know, when Dallas comes to Miami late in the year, we're going to be on the first of a back-to-back second games in Atlanta. Uh, Lucas missed five games this year. Four of them are in places where the Mavericks were only playing one time. Or I should say three of them because uh, in, in Portland, right? That's so tough. he got the yeah. game in Portland. But, but the point being, you know, people – fans should never have to look at the schedule and, and say, well – Oh man, it's the second of back to back. Well, I'm not going to buy tickets for that game because there's a pretty good chance Luke is not going to yeah. play, and that's it's 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 a terrible look for the NBA. But it, it, I don't know that it is a problem that will be solved because you have two. Very, very divergent interests here. You have the the team interest in trying to keep the players as healthy as they can versus the business interest of the league, which is built on the stars of the league playing every night or as certainly as often as they can play as long as they're not obviously injured and out for a significant period of time.
0: I mean, I don't know how they do it in Dallas, Chuck, but here in Miami, and I believe in a lot of cities, they, they do tier pricing based on what team yes, all right yep. and and so you know take Luca for instance if the one game that the mavericks are here he doesn't play cuz it's a back to back i paid more money to go to that like what what yep. the, the fans are the ones who are being crushed here
1: totally totally <laughs> and and you know what uh, in 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 many cases the the tv networks are being crushed as well Because, you know, they're they're scheduling games you think, well, this matchup looks really good. But then they're not necessarily going through the entire schedule and seeing, you know, are they are they on the second night of a back to back? And is there the possibility that Luca won't play or Jimmy Butler won't play or Giannis won't play or Embiid won't play or any any of those guys? And as I said, it's uh, you've got two very divergent interests here. And I, I don't think it's ever going to be solved because science is telling these guys science is telling these guys don't play and yet the league is telling these guys we need you to play and this is how you're making your money and we are making our money so where do we go
0: two other broader issues i want to ask you about here chuck number one We're we're a couple years into it. Do you like the play-in scenario? Is there any change that could be made there as far as playoffs that you think the league should consider? And second, uh, boy, you got some bad teams. You know, Houston Rockets, Detroit Pistons, San Antonio Spurs, the Wembenyama stuff. Uh, Do do you think there's anything? I mean, I know they adjusted it a few years ago with the draft lottery odds. Do you think potentially there are any any changes to come there as well?
1: I don't think so uh, because I think we've seen already – The effects of the flattening of the odds that teams that have won the lottery are coming from back in the pack. You don't have to necessarily tank it all the way in order to get the number one. And so, from that standpoint, it's good. But there's all, you know, but now those teams that are a little farther back. Well, you know, let's get a few more ping pong balls, maybe, and you know, let's see where we are. But I don't know that you're you're getting the out and out tanking uh, that you had back in the day. So I I do like that, and I'm a fan of the play I I don't think I wasn't necessarily before it was announced, but then watching it play out, uh, certainly two years ago, uh, where I mean, all those teams that were just you know. Either fighting to get in, or more importantly, Jonathan, those teams that are fighting to get to the top six so they don't have to play yeah. in the game. So I mean, I think there, there, there's a there's a dual pronged effect here of of that and just those teams that are saying, well, are we better off with a one in a million chance of uh, as the fourteenth seed of uh, of getting the ping pong ball and winning as opposed to you know playing a couple of extra games that really means something and then give us a possibility to go to the playoffs where our organization might be able to make a little money and frankly if, if you're a young team uh, get playoff experience that you wouldn't otherwise have uh, prior to all this so um, the only thing you know perhaps that that I would change I, I don't know that you know, 10 teams is great, 20 teams overall. Um, maybe if, if it's just nine and eight and eight and nine play, you know, one game to one game to get in. But again, it's business. You have now six games. You have six games that ESPN can put on and, T- and Turner can put on as opposed to two games the other way. So, you know, again, it's matching the basketball with the business. But but overall, I think it's been a smashing success yeah, me too, and uh, much more so than I ever thought it would be. And, uh, and I, and I do love it again, not just for those teams that are fighting to get into the play-in, but those teams and especially what's it going to be like in the West this year, Yeah, I mean, come, coming down, man, the last month of the season, it's going to feel like the playoffs. And in fact, in a lot of ways it feels like the playoffs now. I mean, yeah, Denver and Memphis have separated themselves from everyone, but everybody else, you know, they're, they're one bad week from being in the play <laughs> and nobody wants to be there.
0: Yeah, and I look at the standings, too. I mean, Denver and Memphis, okay, they're the cream of the crop, but if we get to the playoffs and, you know, Denver's facing, let's say they're facing the Clippers and Kawhi Leonard decides to play, that's not a cakewalk. And, you know, Memphis, they, what if they played the Warriors in the first round? Besides, it be have a lot of juice because those teams hate <laughs> each other. Uh, That's not a cakewalk. You know, I know the Warriors can't win on the road, but the Western Conference, I think, is going to be a bloodbath. I love it.
1: Yeah, the the Clippers. Um, I I don't understand what they're doing. I hate it, and how and how they think it's actually going to. This is the the biggest example I think I've ever seen of a team that has taken the attitude of you know what doesn't matter where we are. We'll get to April. We'll flip the switch, and nah, we'll be okay. I don't think and, it works, and I don't think it works that way. I don't think it works that way at all. So, uh, you know, and Denver, you know. My feelings for Denver are always colored by how the Mavericks play against them, and the Mavericks play great against them. The, the Mavericks know how to deal with Jokic, and I don't know why they know how to deal with Jokic since they're having a hard time dealing with everybody else. But they <laughs> they managed to they manage to control him, not necessarily stop him, but they managed to kind of keep him in a little bit of a check. And the Mavericks have had great success against them. So, um, you know, I still kind of have my doubts about them. Uh, but they're a terrific offensive team. I mean, just not just the Jokic numbers, but they—they they got great shooters, and you know, just they're—they—they they don't shoot in, uh They don't shoot shots that they can't make, and you know, that, I think that's a very underrated skill among <laughs> teams. You know, te- teams are playing the math game so often that they're taking shots that, yep. hey, you know, three is better than two, but they fail to also tell you that two is better than none. Totally editors. agree. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, the 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 West is man. It, the the idea of uh, as we sit here today, Jonathan, that the Sacramento Kings are in third place in the Western Conference is so just, cool. It is very cool, and uh, you know I can't wait to see the Mavericks go out there. Um, you know, in February uh, we've not played them yet, and uh, just see what that whole scene is all about.
0: Great job, Chuck. I appreciate you spending some time here with us. Thanks a lot.
1: Thanks for having me. Take care.
0: Great job by our guy Chuck Cooperstein there. So, like I said, the, the Heats, they've been playing well lately. But if, if we're going to buy into them that they're turning this corner, you don't go out there and put up a dud. Now, Grant, that was an afternoon game. You don't go out there and put up a dud like at the beginning of this week in Atlanta. You go into Dallas tonight, really impressed with the numbers that Chuck was telling us there about how Luca struggles against the Heat. Did not know that. So, let's go. Lock, lock that fool down tonight. Let's go. Locking down, Luca. Come on now. You know what I'm talking about. Hey, how how good do I look with this Johnny Cuba hat I got going on right now? Oh, my God. Look at that thing. The blue camo. Everybody knows Johnny Cuba, the official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0. All guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 of course, appear via the Johnny Cuba guest line. Go pick up yourself a six-pack of Johnny at your local Sedano's, Presidente, Wind dixie and get the weekend started off right. And again, don't forget, I practically live my life by Johnny Cuba's mantra. Don't forget, stay tranquilo. Now it's Friday. So another thing that you guys are saying to yourself, like, oh, yo, yo, Saslo, I, I gotta know. Is it a big game? Or is it not a big game? Yes, that's right. Big game or not a big game. I left you guys in the lurch a couple weeks ago when I was in Utah. You were running around the entire weekend like chickens with your heads cut off. You didn't know if it was a big game or not a big game. I got you covered here. Let's get to it. Big game or not a big game. We start out tonight. Friday night, 730. ESPN, Miami Heat at Dallas Mavericks. This... Look, this is an old rivalry. I feel like the Mavericks fan has a lot more animosity toward the Heat than the other way around. I don't get all worked up over the Mavericks. And even though the Mavericks, they got even, and they got even in a very big way in 2011. All right, they embarrassed the Heat. They embarrassed LeBron. I still feel like the Maverick fan has so much animosity toward the Heat. Cuban, he can't get over it. I don't know. I I don't feel that way about the Mavericks. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. But, I don't know, like, like they're not on my radar. You know, they're, they're all Mavericks fans are on the Heat fans tip. I, I just, I don't feel the same way. But, I do feel like taking that Mavericks ass tonight. Heat at Mavericks. That's a big game. That's what I'm talking about. Let's move on to tomorrow. It's the NFL Divisional Round Weekend. We're going to talk to Jonathan Coachman. Coming up in a few minutes, he's going to give us the big plays. We'll do a little WWE with him as well. Saturday, 430 nbc jacksonville jaguars at the kansas city chiefs chiefs are an eight and a half point favorite we'll see what coach thinks coming up in a few minutes here this is the one game this weekend that i think everyone thinks is going to be a blowout trevor lawrence he's big time after like i loved his performance last week the i think it was a good thing the fact he threw four interceptions In the first half. And then comes out with the second half that he had. That's a big time performance. That's a good thing. That he ended up throwing those four interceptions. You see he could recover. And still have that type of game. And still win a big time playoff game. The Chiefs on the other hand. They're rested. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. He's kind of leading the bunch here. Jaguars at Chiefs. That's a big game. It might be a blowout. But going into it. It's a big game. Saturday. 6 p.m., with an early start. Minnesota Wild are at your Florida Panthers. The Panthers are playing their best hockey of the season. The Minnesota Wild are a pretty good team. All right, the Wild, they're third in the Central Division, 25-15-4. They have 54 points. Going into tonight's action, like I told you, the Panthers 49 points, two back of the number two wild card spot, although the Penguins have games in hand. The Panthers are back home just for one. So you want to keep this momentum going, all right? They got at Pittsburgh and at the New York Rangers Tuesday, Monday. So Monday, Tuesday, I should say, at the Rangers and at Pittsburgh. You want to go in with an opportunity for your first three-game win streak of the season. Yep, that's right. The Panthers have not won three in a row all year. Crazy. They got a chance to make it back-to-back wins if they get that win tomorrow and continue to creep closer and set up a huge showdown against Pittsburgh on Tuesday night. Panthers Hosting Wild. That's a big game. Even though the Panthers technically are under 500, I feel like they're playing their best hockey of the year. I'm going big game on that one. Haven't called the Panthers a big game in a long time. Saturday night, 8:15. Fox. The g man The New York Giants at the Philadelphia Eagles. NFC East rivalry, Jalen Hurts, what's-his-health situation? The Giants, big upstar team, Daniel Jones, Brian Dayball, is he going to be coach of the year? I'm fully on board with the Giants here. Look, the Eagles, garbage, fan, uh, garbage fans. You know, great fan base, but garbage fans. The Giants, though, I'm into seeing the Giants win this game. I think the Giants, I think they're a live road dog. I think they got a shot here. The Eagles are a seven and a half point favorite. But again, it all hinges on Jalen Hurts' health. Giants at Eagles. That's a big game. All right, I got some more for you. We're not done. We're not even close. We're not even close to done. Sunday, 3 p.m. CBS, Cincinnati Bengals at the Buffalo Bills. Now, the Bengals, they feel like they were jobbed. They should have this game in their building. They were up 7 to 3 a few weeks ago, Monday Night Football, when you had the DeMar Hamlin incident. Well, the NFL said, no, no, the Bills are still going to host the game. So it's Bengals at Bills this weekend. Bills are a five point favorite. I'm worried about, I'm rooting hard for the Bengals because, I mean, look, I understand the DeMar Hamlin situation. Everyone's rooting for the Bills, team of destiny. Still Dolphin Fest. I still hate the Bills. Not rooting for the Bills. And the Bengals, I find the Bengals easy to root for. I find them easy to watch. Joe Burley is so cool. But you got to be worried about that offensive line. The Bills, though. I think the Bills raised a lot of red flags against the Dolphins last week. Josh Allen's reckless. The Bills, they allowed the Dolphins to be in that game. The Dolphins' offense did nothing all game long. Matter of fact, the Dolphins' offense garnered less yards. In scoring 31 points against the Bills, than they did in scoring 11 points against the Jets the week before. That's true. As putrid as the Dolphins' offense was against the Jets, they gained more yards that game than they did against Buffalo. Bengals at Bills. That's a big game. Yeah, it is. It is. That's a big game. Sunday afternoon, 3:30. Bally Sports Sun. New Orleans Pelicans. Fly right, Pelican, fly right, at your. Miami Heat will the Heat be streaking going into that game they kicked the shit out of the Pelicans a couple nights ago a 26 point win they're going to take that ass again this Sunday afternoon Heat, Pelicans that's a big game we're trying to remain in the top 6 in the Eastern Conference you know what I'm talking about finally, I got got time for one more here and then we're going to get to coach Sunday, 6.30 Fox Dallas Cowboys America's team At the San Francisco 49ers, Brock Purdy. I got no idea what Cowboys team's going to show up. I like both these teams. I think the 49ers got a cool story going on with Brock Purdy. Is he the next quarterback to step in and win a a Super Bowl team? Is he the next quarterback to step in and win a Super Bowl when the first string got hurt? You know, a la Kurt Warner. A la Tom Brady, a la Nick Foles, a la Jeff Hostetler. I'm going old school on you right there. Is Brock Purdy the next in line? The Cowboys, America's team. I like when the Cowboys are involved. I hope the Cowboys win, but I, I, I wouldn't hate the Niners winning this game. Cowboys at 49ers. 49ers, three and a half point home favorite. That's a big game. And that right there is another addition. A big game. Or not a big game? Wow, what you, you got? You got enough football here this weekend. You got enough big games to make you—I mean—make you dizzy. Now, if you're not feeling well, like if you're dizzy because you might be getting sick, you gotta call doctors on call three sixty five. South Florida's urgent care that comes to you. My guy, Doctor Alon, medical director, board certified emergency medicine and residency trained internal medicine doctor. That he's treating children, adults, elderly, in the comfort of your own home. That's right. If you're sick, if you're not feeling well, you call up your doctor. Yeah, we could see you uh, at the end of April. No, no. I'm sick right now. Well, doctors on call 365 South Florida's urgent care that comes to you, your home, your office, wherever you are. Call 786-577-9302. You're going to get someone on the phone right away. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you're going to get a doctor in your home. Broward County, Miami-Dade, Southern Palm Beach as well. It's self-pay right now. you got Medicare acceptance, private insurance coming down the line, but you're going to pay more with your copay, and you're going to sit in the emergency room waiting for hours. You're going to pay more that way than if you get doctors on call 365 to come and treat you in the comfort of your own home. Whatever you need, strep test, flu test, COVID test, you need blood drawn. you need a prescription filled or refilled. You need a a blood drum. Doctors on Call 365. Oh, I I love convenience. They're going to take care of you. Again, Doctors on Call 365.com. Call if you're not feeling well. 786-577-9302. All right, it's Friday. So it means we are, we're a day away. We're one sleep away. NFL divisional playoffs. Super wildcard week was so good. Now we got the divisional playoffs here. So we're marching toward what's going to be a really fun weekend. Joining us here, our pal Jonathan Coachman, CBS Sports Early Edge. You see it, you see him on Twitter. He's giving out the picks. Okay, he's all over the place. And we got to make sure we find a way to win the money this weekend. Coach, great to talk to. I love that we could see each other now. We've been doing this uh for years now via phone. It's funny, I say this to all my guests who are appearing on Zaslow Show 2.0 for the first time in this incarnation, where my listeners say, Zazlo the the people you're getting on the show, it's just the interviews, you know, the conversations are, are so much better. I'm like, yeah, this is what happens when you could see someone <laughs> and, and have an actual conversation, coach.
3: Two things. First of all, your radio station was idiots for letting you go. <laughs> Number two, the fact that you're on such a big station and they never streamed video for those interviews. Absolutely. It was a wrong thing to do. This is amazing. There was no way I was going to say no to you. We've been talking you, for pal. years and you needed to come to the biggest voice. I don't care what anybody says in sports betting on TV, digital streaming today. You've come to the right guy. Let's get it.
0: Yeah. So so let, let's do it here, man. Uh, well, first of all, how did Super Wildcard Weekend treat you? Did that go OK for you?
3: Oh, man, we, we, we've we been doing very, very well. We now have what we call a crew at the early edge. It's about 15 to 20 handicappers. And it's really weird because for my entire career, and I've been very blessed, to be on national TV since I was 23 years old. But I'm working with a bunch of people now that have never been on national TV. So we're training them as we go. And last weekend was phenomenal. Five of the six games, the over came in. A lot of underdogs were barking. And it was a great live betting weekend. And we talk about it on our show all the time. Live betting, if you watch the shows as, or watch the games, you see how the flow is going. The, I can't remember which game it was, but I hit the over three different times. Because in the playoffs, they don't move the lines up live as fast. So if you see a touchdown, they may not move that, that wow, live okay. line more than two or three points. Whereas in the regular season, you might see it move five or six points. So if you're really watching the game and paying attention, you can do some really good work. And we cashed a lot of tickets last weekend.
0: Do you like the live in-game betting? Did it take you a long time to get used to it?
3: It did. It did. And and early edge, we started in December of 2020. So we're in our third year now and growing so fast. But before I started the show, I thought I knew how to sports bet. And then I look back at my bank account from when I was in my 20s. I realized I had no clue. So I had to learn how to money manage and realize that live betting, even though it's a little bit scary, that's a great way to make money because the hardest thing to do is predict an outcome before the game starts. So once you watch the game, see how the flow is going, see how a quarterback is playing, see how a wide receiver is running routes. You can really get a feel for how the game is going, but do not lie bet if you are not watching the game because you have to do it at commercials. You have to do it in real time. And how can you know Zaz what the game is doing if you're not watching it don't just look at espn.com or cbsports.com and look at the score if you're going to live bet do your homework watch shows like ours cuz i've got two of the best live bettors
0: in america on my crew so i've learned so so much tell what when do you think we how long do you think it's going to be till we get to a place where and i believe they have this in in, in the soccer stadiums overseas where we have the sports books and the live betting at the stadiums. How far are we down the road from having that? We're already there.
3: They already have it in Washington, D.C. at the Capitals Arena and where the Wizards play. There is a Caesar sportsbook in the arena. They have shows that they do from there. You can walk in, place a bet, go watch the game, cash your ticket on the way out. Where the waste management is going to be in three weeks, Super Bowl week, I'll be there. You can actually, there is a sportsbook on site. You can walk in. Bet on John Rom. If he wins that day, cash your ticket and walk out. So that is going to be the future. That's where the c- competition yeah. is coming in now, Zaz, is that you've got all these Caesars, bet MGM, points bet. You got all the sports books. And what's the number one thing they're looking to do? Sign people up and bet with them. It's a very simple process, but it's a very competitive process. I say a lot of them are doing it wrong. Do you think sports betters, Zaz, do you think they really care if Jamie Foxx is really betting? Right. Do you think they think that Peyton Manning is going to help them handicap a football game any better? No. They decided to invest in celebrities instead of content that's actually playing to these sports better. And so be very careful because a lot of those times you'll see boosts on DraftKings or in Caesars. Those are designed to get you to sign up, but not designed to hit and for you to win. So be very careful. We're very honest. Even Caesars is our partner at CBS. They get mad at me all the time. But I say I'm not going to be dishonest to my fan base just so you can get one over on them.
0: We're still, we're still. Pre- I mean, things are coming along, but we're still living in archaic times in a sense. Yeah. Because I mean, what was it just two weeks ago? You know, my my, my guy Bernie Kosar. You saw what happened to him in, in Cleveland. You know, for folks who don't know, Bernie, uh, who's a legend down here in Miami, but also had been doing Browns pre post game mm-hmm. shows, and he got kicked off the Browns radio network because he legally admitted that he had placed a, a, a bet on, on a Browns game. And again, totally legal. And the the, the Browns had to let him go. It's, cra- it's crazy that that happened. Now, he should
3: have been a little smarter than that because when you look at your paycheck, and the Cleveland Browns paid his paycheck. They That's usually how it happens. If he would have been working for the radio station or for the TV station, that's a completely different animal. But when you work for the team, it's just something you cannot do. And the reason for that is Bernie Kosar is allowed inside the Browns' facility oh. whenever he wants, whenever he wants. So he's going to see things, Zaz, that other people just don't see. So it's like
0: an insider trading type of scenario.
3: 100%. So if you see somebody getting, let's say, a, a big-time wide receiver, hurts his knee and you see questionable on the injury report. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then Bernie Kosar or anybody is in the training room, just shooting the ball. And he sees that same wide receiver
0: in there for an hour
3: with ice on his knee or getting treatment on his knee. It's like, hey no no, on his knee.
0: hey, no no, hey, way I'm playing this weekend.
3: Right. So, and then you see a prop number come out and you go, mm-hmm. Oh, Jamar chase 71 and a half. I'm going to bet under. Cause there's a good chance. He won't even finish the game. As long as the player starts the game, and plays at least a half a quarter or a full quarter, then that's an active bet. And sometimes it can be easy. So Bernie Kozar just has to be smarter. Now, do I think it's the right play? I, I I don't know. But if you want to bet, and he's getting paid, he was getting paid to do that bet. And you know what was the number? Sixteen. Right, 000, right. It's right? a new
0: sponsor or something. Right, yes. but it
3: wasn't really sixteen thousand dollars. You got people got to be very careful. They placed a sixteen thousand dollar bet for him. It right. wasn't his own money. Right. It wasn't his own money. It was a promotional deal to get their name out there. That's all it was.
0: What did you make of the Dolphins last week? Not even necessarily from a gambling perspective. What did you make of the Dolphins' performance last A lot last of week?
3: heart. A-, a ton of heart. You know, when you come into a football game's ass, and everybody and anybody says you have no shot. When you only scored nine points the week before against the Jets, and you got to go into a vaunted Bills home where they knew that DeMar Hamlin had come out of the hospital and all that emotion with them. And then you fall way behind. I mm-hmm. thought that thing was going to be like 41 to 10. Yep. And then they just scored and scored and got some breaks. And Josh Allen, people really need to understand before you just say, yeah, the bills are the bet. You gotta, he's making a lot of mistakes lately. He's, throwing, he's trying to do too much. And that's causing interceptions at the wrong times and in the wrong parts of the field. When you throw an interception at your own 10 or 15 – That makes it easy on your opponent. Dolphins, a ton of heart, but I'm concerned because I don't know if Tua should ever play football again. And if he doesn't come back, he's a big reason they made it to the playoffs this year. So they've got to find another quarterback and that's just not easy to do.
0: All right. So, you know, folks who are listening right now, uh, everybody remembers you from your days at ESPN, of course, WWF, WWE. I I got a few questions regarding that for you coming up, but let's, let's, let's do the divisional round games here. So, Jaguars, Chiefs, I think the number right now is eight and a half or somewhere close to that. What do we think?
3: I think this feels like a blowout to me. Now, with that being said, the Chiefs are the worst against the spread team in football, whether statistics say it or not, and they mostly do. They just are. Andy Reid has been coaching way too long to worry about scoring a lot of points, which drives me as a diehard Chiefs fan, bananas. But he shouldn't think about betters out there. He shouldn't. But This is a spot that they had enough games this year, Zaz, where they would blow leads. They would barely win. And they can't afford to do that here in the playoffs. So I think the Chiefs jump out. Trevor Lawrence was very nervous at the start of the game a week ago. If he does that and they fall behind 27-7 this week, Andy Reid is not taking his foot off the gas pedal, and it will get uglier. I would lay it all the way up to 10-10. And if it's at 10, I would buy the half point down to nine and a half. To me, 10
0: is that very, very key number you need to keep this game under. Giants and Eagles. This feels, I mean, look, you got three out of four NFC East teams are are still in the final four in the NFC. It's pretty damn cool. Uh, What do we make of the Eagles? Jalen Hurts, obviously. Uh, They got the week off. What, What do we make? Uh, I, I
3: I attack them two different ways. I like the spread for the Giants, plus seven and a half. That hook, as we call it in sports betting, is very, very important. You want to get it over a touchdown. Touchdown in the playoffs to beat any team with only eight left? Very, very hard to do, especially yeah. when I watch how the Giants have played the last couple of weeks. Daniel Jones is no joke. He has realized if I utilize my legs, then the other team doesn't know if I'm throwing, running, or handing it off to a running back. So now he's become a triple threat. So I love this number at seven and eight. I also, seven and a half, I also love it, Zaz, to put it into a teaser. And for those people who aren't familiar, a teaser, you get six points added to your score, and but you have to win at least two or three, depending on how many teams are in your teaser. But I would take this up to 13 and a half because I cannot see a scenario, especially since I think the Eagles will start slow. Remember, Jalen Hurts has been out. Yep, He hasn't played very much at all the last month. I think it's going to take him a little bit of time to really get going. So give me that 13 and a half in a teaser, and I would love that way also.
0: Bengals and Bills, uh, there's going to be a lot of emotion there. Obviously, the site, Monday Night Football, a few weeks ago, DeMar Hamlin, what do you think?
3: Well, certainly the Bengals feel like they got the short end of the stick here because they, you know, you, you don't want to complain too much because of the situation. Right. You'll come out very heartless, but let's be honest. They kind I of understand
0: did. where they're coming from, right, though. I
3: do. I do. They were up seven to three. We don't know if they would have won the game. They feel like they would have won the game. And then this would have flip flopped. They would yep. have been playing in Cincinnati instead of, of Buffalo. But I believe the Bills are the play. Now, it's been around five or five and a half the last time we checked. The tough thing here is it's the environment, and it's also the offensive line that for the Bengals is terrible. Look at how lucky they got. People just look at 24-17. Yes, they covered, but how did they cover Zaz? Well, they got very lucky that Huntley decided from two yards out he was going to hold the football and try to (laughs) score that way. Way too far away. Fumble, crazy return, and the game flipped on its head. That's not going to happen this week. I would attack the total. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be something like, 31-24, but I think the Bills will cover, and I just don't think the Bengals can protect Joe Burrow
0: long enough for him to really have a great day. And what do we think about uh, an old-school NFC uh, playoff game here, Cowboys-49ers? What do we like there?
3: I think it's going to be the game of the weekend. I think that Dak Prescott showed us last week that the doubters need to shut up just a little bit. He threw for four touchdowns uh, in that game. 49ers are dynamic. I'm a believer of Brock Purdy. They have their quarterback. I don't want to hear anybody say, oh, he's going to be benched next year because they gave up so much to get Trey Lance. Trey Lance is done as a starter in San Francisco. He'll probably get dealt at the at the draft because this is the guy. I think he's cool. I think he's calm. I think he's a little bit arrogant, which I like in my quarterback. And he's got weapons that he's not afraid to check down to. He doesn't have to throw it 30 yards down the field, Zaz. He's got Christian McCaffrey right yeah. there. He's got Debo over there. I think the 49ers win. I don't know by how many. I don't know if they cover. I think it's going to be very, very tight. I would attack the over because both of these teams, even though they have a vaunted defense, they've shown they can be scored on. And I think we'll see a lot of scoring this week.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be a really good weekend. Uh, tell everyone again, before I get to some, some pro wrestling stuff with you, yep. Early Edge CBS Sports, tell everyone how they can catch you and all your pals with all the games.
3: The easiest way to do it is YouTube. We have a great YouTube page. We're on a lot of platforms. That's the easiest way. Every single day we have two shows, 10 a.m. Eastern time, 4 p.m. Eastern time, and then we have live shows for golf on Wednesday, MMA on Fridays. We do it all. But just turn on those notifications every time we start a show. Uh, you'll get a little
0: ding and you can watch us. Now, as far as pro wrestling goes, of course, uh, you were with WWF, WWE for very many years. It's, of course, where people like myself or saw you on television. Uh, We're in a great time of year for pro wrestling. Pro wrestling overall, and I do a pro wrestling show under Zaslow Show 2.0 every week. It's called It's Still Real to Me. That's on Saturdays. Uh, So I'm very excited about that. But we're in a great time of year. Obviously, WrestleMania is right around the corner. But we got Royal Rumble next weekend. OK, yeah. now correct me if I'm wrong. You've been in a Royal Rumble before. Were you in one? Or were you in multiple? Two, two. All right. Two. So what was your what was your fate in both of those? Let me hear. I don't remember. Well, I, all right. So
3: the first one, I always get them confused. I'll, I'll just say I know how both of them finished. I just don't know what order they came in. Okay. So one of them, I, I was in for 37 minutes wow. and I hung tough. I may have held on to the bottom rope a little bit, too. I can't quite remember. It's a little fuzzy. And I got eliminated by Ric Flair. Then the other one, I don't know what possessed me to come into the ring and crack the Big Show, all 500 pounds of him, in the back. He turned around as if I was a little fly and looked at me like, what are you doing in here, son? <laughs> and I got eliminated by the Big Show. The funny story was, though, that behind the scenes, and nobody tells these stories, but I will. I'm not there anymore. I don't care. Right. So Hardcore Holly was his old wrestler. If you don't know who he is, go back and look. One of the toughest dudes you'll ever meet in your life. Old school. And you do yep. not want to cross him ever for some reason i became friends with him and like we got along but i was terrified of him and we're sitting in the room they go over the royal Rumble. they go over and if you've been eliminated they say okay at this point you can leave well he'd already been eliminated and i hadn't even come in yet and so i looked i looked at hardcore i said hardcore step like get out of my room oh, the stars God. are getting ready to, to, to oh, talk here God. he got up and i'm sitting on the floor Back against the wall. So my legs are straight out. He kicks me with the toe of his shoe in my thigh so hard that I didn't think I would be able to perform that night. I couldn't walk and I gutted it out. I was able to go out there and do it. But to this day, when
0: I think of Hardcore Holly,
3: I think of my left leg and how much it hurt for days after that.
0: How long does it take the producers to map out the Royal Rumble?
3: Wow. Michael Hayes, I'll give him credit. He's the one that does it. He's got the crazy enough minds. Maybe it's all the stuff he was doing back in the 70s to think about all the different things you're going to do. But I think they start working on it in December, to be honest with you. They think about the finish all the way back in the summer because the finish dictates WrestleMania and what's going to be in the main event. So um, it's, it's a several month process. And, uh, I I was just honored to get asked to be in a couple of them, but, uh, it's, it's a really cool thing to be a part of. Everybody loves to say I was in a rumble, even if it's just for two seconds and you, you're one of those guys that runs in and gets tossed right out over the top rope. Or if you're somebody that runs down and falls and slides underneath the ring, it doesn't matter. You could be a legend, uh, one way or the other.
0: Are you guys lined up? in the backstage area in your order that you're going to enter the rumble hat. Like, is that what it is? That's
3: exactly what happens. You, you line up and, and I, I've heard of people missing their spot. So you're backstage and they'll say, okay, at, at seven 52, the first two go in, then at 7:53. So it's mapped out. If you're not up there at least five to 10 minutes ahead of when you're going out, I used to go up there for the whole damn thing. I didn't want anybody to look at me yeah. and say, who does coach think he is? He's not even a full-time wrestler. And he's not up
0: here, so I would go up there for the whole damn hour. Now I don't, I don't know how much you're in touch with him or what you know, and certainly if you know something, I don't want you to spoil it for me. But there's a lot I, I don't, I don't like reading the stuff. I don't want spoilers. It, it's a TV show. I, I want to watch it live. You know, uh, a lot of hot rumors about your guy The Rock. I mean, do you think we're gonna get Rock at WrestleMania? I
3: think if there was ever a time to do The Rock against Roman Reigns. And in full transparency, I don't watch it at all. I love the name of your wrestling show. It's still <laughs> real to me because my biggest complaint was wrestling fans who would always complain to us, oh, I read this, or online it said this, and you guys were going to do this. And I'm like, who made you go and read the spoilers? Who? And I'll never forget, we were in Chicago one year, and there was this big surprise of Mick Foley – And Linda McMahon, and it had leaked out there that those two were going to be there. And I remember Vince standing in front of our production meeting early in the morning. He says, if I find out who leaked this information, you don't even need to bother showing up to work the next day. Just don't show up. I mean, he was seething. Why would I want to
0: know what's going to happen on my favorite TV show? Because
3: they all do. And that's the thing about wrestling fans. They don't enjoy anything. And that's why I don't miss it, Zaz, and I don't mean to insult an entire fan base, but 80% spoil it for the 20% like you that truly look at it as a TV show. And are you going to surprise me? Am I going to be right about what I predict? That's the beauty of pro wrestling. But everybody wants it ruined for them and then complain about it after they ruin it for themselves. That's what I've never understood. One of my greatest moments, and I'm sure we've talked about it before, was 2005, 2006, San Diego, the rock call. Me and Eugene, old character, were in this feud. He was like, man, I love what Coach and Eugene are doing. I'm going to be in L.A. next week. I'd love to come down to San Diego and do a segment with them. He called them, called us. And so we snuck him into the arena. Nobody knew he was going to be there. Nobody. So when they hit his music, I'm in the middle of the ring. I don't know if you remember that segment, but it was magic. It was 22 minutes of magic. Why? Nobody knew. The crowd was absolutely amazed, enthralled. They're like, we didn't even see this when we bought our ticket. That's the beauty of the business that I
0: think is really missing today. You know, they have done a really good, like you said, you're not paying attention much these days, but since Triple H took over, and I don't know, maybe they've gotten rid of the leaks backstage. They've done a great job keeping things under wraps, returns, debuts, that kind of stuff. They it's been like when wrestling can surprise you as the viewer, that's when it's at its best. Well, what I think probably
3: happened again, I have no, no information on this, but what probably happened back in the day, when I was there for my first 10 years, our production meetings had 40 people in them. It's too many people fit too many people. Yeah, And you're going over the entire show at 11 a.m. in the morning. So now you've got nine hours for those papers to leak out, for people to see them, for somebody to text. You've got an unhappy wrestler that, you know, I'm not in a storyline. We used to have guys that thought, oh, Vince isn't using me, so let me leak information to the dirt sheets. And then the dirt
0: sheets will write positive stuff, how I should be
3: used. 100%.
0: 100%.
3: And I've never understood that. Did they really think it was going to help their careers? Because eventually people are going to find out. You're going to find out who's talking, who's upset, who's bitching, who's complaining. And then you're going to be persona non grata and you can go try to find a mega way on the indies. I've never understood that, but that's the way some guys went about it. My other thing is, is dirt sheet writers that come out with information. Do you know how many dirt sheet writers as that in my career I saw backstage actually talking to talent? I mean, uh, I, my guess is it could be none. <laughs> Zero. Yeah. Vince was so paranoid that, say, Entertainment Tonight, say, uh, Access Hollywood, if they wanted to do an interview with Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Triple H, anybody, do you know how they got those interviews done, Zaz? Gotta go to Vince. No, they had to go to me. They had to go to me because Vince was so paranoid. He didn't want them backstage. He didn't want. And so I would. they would send me the interview. I would sit down with The Rock, whoever else, because I had my own route. That was part of my day job was to get all the interviews done for home video, for anything that needed to be done. Then we could edit them, send them the, the video, because we didn't want anybody with Rock saying something about somebody or Stone Cold insulting somebody. <laughs> and so that's how tight we were. So when I see some of these headlines, and I'm not going to name any names, but you know the guys, basically one guy. And I say, he he's he's the voice. He's the one that has all the information. But yet I've never seen him backstage at all. Yep, but yet people will still pay to get stuff from them, and yeah. I just don't understand. I don't understand why you would pay to get dirt cheap stuff for somebody that's not backstage. That, I like
0: that the guys don't talk to. I like knowing about injuries. I like knowing about contracts. Yeah, I, I don't want. True. I don't want to know about storylines and mm-hmm. returns and debuts. I, I want to be surprised. Me too.
3: Me yeah. too. That, that was. That's probably my number one takeaway. Negative takeaway from my time in the WWE. I just. I, I just don't understand people complaining and doing it to themselves
0: lastly coach is the greatest Royal Rumble ever 1992 Ric Flair
3: a lot of people say it is a lot of people say it is uh man see I'm not a big historian Zaz I'll just be completely honest with you I just remember things that I liked and and moves that I liked and guys like to me Kofi is the one I like to watch the most because he would always come in and 2000, I was there, what, 17 and 18 for a cup of coffee after ESPN. And I remember everybody always waited to see what Kofi was going to do. Yeah. And Kofi's an all time good dude. And so those are the type I, for me, it's about moments and not about what's the best. But routinely, people will talk about 1992 and Ric Flair. And believe me, if you ask Rick now, and I love Rick to death, but I hope when I'm 75 years old that I'm just doing what I want to do, <laughs> not what I have to to do because nobody's going to care about me at 75 years
0: old i know that i know uh, that coach uh tell everyone again how they could check you out of course you, you're obviously doing great work and, and the success is obviously all deserved and earned thank
3: you man i appreciate it and and every time you call me you know i'm gonna pick up i got a lot of respect for you uh, my my daily show at cbs sports is early edge sports line if you're not a member i encourage you because unlike those places in vegas that charge you a thousand dollars to be a member with us it costs 10 bucks a month a month, and you get it all. We believe in quantity, not getting you to spend $1,000 and then still have to go make your bets. So come be a part of it. Educate yourself. I say all the time, educate and entertain. That's what sports betting is all about. Knowledge is power. Also, this year I'll be doing the PGA Tour and the PFL, all their betting stuff, which is also on ESPN. So we're very, very busy. But Zaz, I am blessed. We are blessed. I'm happier than I've ever been. And I'm going to be at CBS Sports until
0: the end of my career. Awesome. Great job, Coach. Appreciate you always, man. Really good stuff. You too, brother. Be good. Excellent job there by Jonathan. Coach, I love having him on the show. He is very good to us. How about that? He's been in two Royal Rumbles. That's next weekend. Speaking of which, and of course you heard Coach say there, it's still real to me. That's our wrestling podcast. It's under the Zaslow Show 2.0 umbrella right here on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Me, my pal Joey Levin. We got a new episode for you tomorrow. There's a lot to get to. There's always a lot to get to in the world of pro wrestling. So we'll hit on the hottest stories that will be dropped tomorrow afternoon. All right. Really fun week of shows here. Again, so uh so pleased with everybody who, who, who has been with us here for these first few months as we wrap up another week. Obviously, my sponsors love all of them. If you wanna if you think you may want to partner up with the show, if you may want to hop aboard, we're looking to add a couple of sponsors right now. That's the place that we're at with the show. So if you're interested, you can go to my Twitter bio at Zazlow Show. You could see I got the info right there I how to hit me up, and I'll just tell you right now, it's really easy to remember. Jonathan at gmail.com. If your business wants to get on board, if you want a sponsor, if you think it makes sense for you, if it makes sense for all of us, then maybe we could work something out. I'd love to talk to you about it. Like I said, we're looking to add a couple more sponsors right now to, to our already amazing group of sponsors on the show currently. Let's get to Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. We wrap up every show by telling you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Let's sort of, How about this. I think it's February 1st, so in a couple weeks, First Take, ESPN, Mike and the Mad Dog are going to be reunited along with Stephen A. Smith on First Take. That's right. We know every Wednesday you got Dog, who is, who is an all-time great and, I mean— Just one of my my idols. Everybody knows that Christopher Russo, the Mad Dog, is one of my all-time favorites. Mike and the Mad Mad Dog, all-time great sports talk radio show. Mike and the Mad Dog are going to be reunited. I believe it's February 1st on First Take. That's going to be must-see. I can't wait. That's a big deal right there. That's right. Big deal or not a big deal. Without Kevin Durant, the Nets have now lost all four games. Since he got hurt Kyrie Irving Is not a leading man Been telling you for years That team is shit without him They lost at a Phoenix Suns team That can't beat anyone these days And Ben Simmons last night Was ejected
4: In his first full season With Brooklyn And there's a foul on top And that Off is a foul on- Wait, was it on Royce O'Neill? Oh, on
1: no, nope, they put it on Simmons. Oh, my goodness. He gave, he,
4: he gave me zero. He gave he me did. two fists. He looked like it was O'Neill. I thought it was O'Neill. He put up double zero.
2: Two, he put up double zero, but they called it on Simmons, who we thought
4: it was. And now a technical foul on Simmons. Well, so he's kind of been goal. going at it yeah. with the official Eric Lewis, and he's no, gone. He's gone. He just tossed He's He got his fifth foul. They initially gave the wrong number with his hand signal. And Simmons is gone, just a ejected, second technical.
0: So Ben Simmons continues a really disappointing season. He left the game with just seven points. Kyrie Irving did have 30, but again, 0-4 without Durant, not a leading man. That's a big deal. This Nets team is going to really struggle until Kevin Durant returns. Big deal or not a big deal. John Harbaugh yesterday, coach of the Ravens, he and the general manager, they met with the media. He addressed Lamar Jackson's situation.
4: Lamar, Lamar Jackson is our quarterback. I mean, he's been our quarterback. Everything we've done in terms of building our offense and building our team, uh, how we think in terms of pre- people and put people around him, is based on this incredible young man and his talent, his ability, and his competitiveness. You know, He, he and I were talking today, too. And, and The things about Lamar that, to me, stands out, he's an incredible competitor. I mean, Lamar Jackson, all he wants to do is win at everything he does. You know, yeah, he's got a lot of talent. He's a very bright guy. He's got a big heart, but he's just a massive competitor. And that's the kind of guys we want to build this team around, guys that love football and guys that love to compete. So uh, that's not hasn't changed. It'll never change. We, you know, we, we, I've, I've loved Lamar. Eric loves Lamar. And uh, it's not going to change in the future. So, you know, I don't know anything about the details of the whole thing, but I know one thing, I'm like all the fans out there and everybody else, you know, I'll have my fingers crossed and my toes crossed and I'll be saying prayers and I'm, I am have every faith that it's going to get done and and, uh, and we've got the best people in the world doing it. I mean, Eric DaCosta is nobody better. And, and, and Eric wants him here. I want him here. Steve wants him here and Lamar wants to be here. So, uh, it's going to work out.
0: I do not believe John Harbaugh. I mean, I, I believe that he wants Lamar Jackson back but 100%, 200%, no question about it. Lamar yeah, No, I don't buy it. I, I think Lamar's done. Now, granted... They can franchise him. They're in control of this situation. I think they're going to wind up trading him. All right. I I do not believe Lamar Jackson wants to be there anymore. I don't believe the Ravens want to pay him what he's asking. I think he's probably being unreasonable with what he's asking. But I think part of that also is uh, Harbaugh, the Ravens, getting out in front of this and doing the whole, listen, we told you, we desperately warned him back. We tried, we tried, we tried, and we tried. This is not our fault. I think that's about, that's PR right there, what they're doing. This is a big deal. And I don't believe Harbaugh. Finally, big deal or not a big deal. Last night, the Vancouver Canucks. uh, Let's just be honest. Somebody farted on the air.
1: Now a neat play by Cole to get the puck to Killorn. And he backhands it down the ice.
0: (laughs) Is that you? No. No, it wasn't. (laughs) Uh... Patterson. Look, I I know what a fart sounds like that that's a fart that now it's not a big deal everybody farts it's embarrassing but that's not a big deal so we, we got another fart gate there and uh, that, that one sounds pretty clear-cut to me and that right there is another edition a big deal or not a big deal all right like i told you guys i, I love you guys uh, another week of great shows here If you missed any shows, Zaslow Show 2.0, Blue Wire Podcast Network, wherever you get your podcasts. Like, rate, comment, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your mother I say hello. I love you guys long time. We're going to have a great weekend. There's so much sports going on. Make sure you join me this Sunday. We're going to watch NFL Divisional Games at Brian Irish Pub, Pompano Beach. Appreciate everybody. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday on Zaslow Show 2.0. Know what that means. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies, for both trailers and motorhomes, let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry. They specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way bruntinsurance.com 954-589-2204.